Linux in the house. Shizzle McNizzle. Welcome to the third episode of Linux in the Howie Yow. Oh, baby. I'm here tonight with pragmatic, pompous page. Wow. Pushing out the pestistic That sounded like an insult. Not at all. Okay. And Paige is all about the Linux in the house. <laughs> How you doing, Paige? Good. What do you have to say for yourself? Um, I'm awesome. Uh, but I think everybody knows that already. Oh, don't get too 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 big on yourself. I just want to let you know, um, well, just a little bit of housekeeping. We got a lot of feedback. Did you just say housekeeping? Yes, housekeeping. That's what we call it, housekeeping. <laughs> wow. We got a lot of feedback. We, I, I, I don't know if you received any of the feedback. Probably not. What I want to make mention to people out there, we'd love to hear your feedback, positive and negative. You know, don't be afraid to send us some criticism. Do not be afraid to send us ideas. People have sent us ideas. Um, stuff you'd like to hear. Stuff you'd like Paige to maybe look into and talk about and try out and hear her opinion of. Uh, we had a lot of stuff. A lot of emails. But I, I would like... You know, people have been emailing me directly. Um, so I would rather people mail... Who do we want them to mail? We want them to mail the show. So... The email address that I had set up. What's going on over there? What? You ready for this? Yeah. I'm not ready for it. I didn't think you were. It's okay. We'll get through it together. I'm trying. Try harder. I gotta look at my. I, I thought I set up a uh, alias for this. Na, 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 na. I thought I did. Uh, where we'd like you to send email to. Oh, I never did. So, send email to... Fail. Huh? Send email to... Show at Linux in the house. That way... It will, uh... It will get to us. And... I think that's what we want. Send it to show at Linux in the house. And uh, that way it will go to both Paige and myself. And that will be going to your Conda fan. I thought I, I thought I fixed... I don't know. Anyway. No, I, I could have sworn I did send... Hmm. Oh, well. Anyway. We had a bunch of emails. I'm happy. You should be happy. People posted comments on the forum. Not the forum, on the uh, website. LinuxInTheHouse.com No, LinuxInTheHouse.org. Sorry. Oh. Yes. Yeah, so, if you want to email us, mail us at show at LinuxInTheHouse.org and through the magic 
of pausing audacity. <laughs> I actually had to go set that up and test it out to make sure it works. But also, commenting on the the blog, go ahead. Paige, i got to have to give you a, an account on the blog so you can um, post without having to be approved. Uh, and we have to just just have to uh, make sure we don't let any spam go through. Oh, wait. Ooh, I almost marked somebody as spam. Fail. <laughs> but anyway, uh, also, just for everybody to know, at the forum, at the linuxlink.net slash forum, there's a forum for Linux in the house. It's under the tech show stuff if you're interested. Uh, Paige, before we get into what you want to talk about, what we need to talk about is your homework for oh last Oh, joy. Summer. I knew and it was I, coming. You know it. And I'm going to let you, I'm going to unleash your beast in just a second. But before we unleash the beast that is called Paige and give everybody what they want what they're waiting for, how about you tell me, what was your homework last week? Do you remember? It was to, to uh, list the four freedoms of the GNU GPL license. Okay. That's right. It was to tell me the list of four freedoms provided by the GNU General Public License. And what are those four freedoms? Freedom number... Zero. Is? Uh, the freedom to run the program for any purpose. What does that mean? I don't know. What do you well, think it means? What's it mean to you? To um, use it however you like. Okay. Sounds uh, good to me. Okay, freedom number one. The freedom to study how the program works and change it to make it do what you wish. What does that mean to you? To be able to change it so it works how you want it to. You're just changing words around. Yes, I did, because I'm smart like that. Okay, what's freedom number two? Next. The freedom to redistribute copies so you can help your neighbor. You're allowed to give this to your neighbor. I don't, uh, give this to somebody you know to use. I okay. Guess. And the third freedom is the freedom, the, the freedom to improve the program and release your improvements and modified versions in general to the public so that the whole community benefits. You're allowed to change what you think. You're allowed to change it to how you. Change something so that you think it would be better, and then you're allowed to release what you changed so that other people can use it, I guess. Okay. That sounds like a good synopsis. So, in a nutshell, what did the four freedoms allow you to do, in your opinion, from what um, you gathered? They allow you to use the system how you want to use it, change it, and share it with your friends. Or people you think would benefit from it. Mm -hmm. Basically. Okay, now let let's let's delve into this a little deeper for a couple minutes. Um, freedom number zero is the ability to use the program any way you want. Freedom number one is the ability to change the program. Correct. Um, or is that the study? The yeah, program? it's to study how it works and change it as you study would. Study like how it works. 
Freedom. Okay. So in order to study how it works, in order to make changes to it, do you know what you need to have access to? Um, a computer. Well, besides the computer, what do you need to have access to? If I gave you the GIMP as it was and say, go ahead, change it, would you be able to do that? No. If you just, why not? Because what do you need access to? Uh, a manual or something? Well, that helps, but what do, what, what is a program made up of? Um, software? I don't know. Okay, software. What is software? How do you make software? With, um, codes and stuff? I don't know. Okay, with code. What's that code called? Um. Do you remember from your reading? Reading of what? The Four Freedoms. Um. Did anything in the reading, in your research, anything like the word source come up? I don't think so. Or the words source code? Oh, um. I think. I don't remember. I did this a long time ago. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Source code. Um, when you when when you go to write a program called the GIMP, you have to program it, and the GIMP is written in um, C and I think GTK. It's using the GIMP. Well, there's different programming languages written in C, GTK, a couple other things. And when people put in the code for that to make the application, it's called source code. Okay. Mm-hmm. So what they do then is they take the source code once they've typed in all the source code and they've checked it and they do tests on it and when they think it's good they run it through a compiler okay and what the compiler does is it takes the source code which is written in kind of a human readable format think of it like a song or a poem okay mm-hmm. and it, it's think of it like a song you got different notes all over the place okay like a sheet of music? Like a sheet of music. Almost like a sheet of music. Okay? And what what this has to do is you have to take the source code and you have to put it through a compiler which takes it and converts it into machine language or a language that the computer can understand. Alright? Because by source code by itself or the code, the computer doesn't understand. Alright, so kind of think of, like, the sheet music as the source code. Think of the instrument, your clarinet, as the compiler. And think of mommy as the person listening to the work, or, or as the listener, as the uh, actual, you know, computer, alright, running the program. So, you take that sheet music... And you compile it through your clarinet to play the music so Mommy can hear it. Okay? Mm-hmm. So Mommy, when Mommy listens to the music, she doesn't necessarily know the notes on the page. All she hears is the music. Okay? So when you run the application, you don't necessarily know the code underneath. You just see the application running. Alright? So... You take the source code, you put it through the compiler, which is your instrument, and it puts out the application that can run in the computer. You understand that? Does that make yeah. sense to you? Uh-huh. So then, like, 
for mommy to be able to change it like you can do with the four freedoms, she has to have the sheet music. Yes, correct. That's what she has to have. That's what's important, is the sheet music. Now, if you go out, if you go out to the store, you know how you can buy, like, a computer game? Yep. You go out and buy a computer game, you install it on your computer, and you run it and play it. Now, that game that you're running is in binary form. Binary form, by what we mean, is when you've run it through the compiler, it produces a binary, so that you can execute that binary and play the game. Now, if I said to you, I would like you to change this game, and gave you the binary, you can't do anything with it. I mean, if you knew what you were doing, you might be able to break it down and use a hex editor and do different things. But by and large, unless I give you the source code, you're really not going to be able to do much with it. Mm -hmm. So that's what the four freedoms try and do. Is The four freedoms of the GNU public license require that the access to the source code be available for any of the applications that are licensed under the GPL. So if you want to change the GIMP or see how the GIMP works, the source code is made available to you as a right. Got it? Yep. Now, if you want to, there, there's a caveat here, okay, which kind of doesn't, it's not said, it's in the, in the GPL license, but it's not necessarily listed under the four freedoms, but it kind of makes sense. If you take the GIMP, which is under the GPL, and you make changes to it, right? Mm -hmm. And you give it to me and say, here you go, Daddy. Here's the GIMP. Here's, here's Paige's copy of the GIMP, right? Yeah. What you have to do on top of that, you have to also give me the source code and the changes that you've made. You have to document those changes that you made if I ask for them. Okay? Uh-huh. Because... If you don't, and you don't let me see those changes, you violate that license. But if I want to see the changes, I have a right under the GPL, and you have a requirement to give me those changes. Uh-huh. Now, a lot of people get confused by this. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to explain it to you quickly, so you understand going forward later on down the line. Aren't you excited about this? You're excited, right? Oh, yeah. I can hear it in your voice. Yeah, I'm... Now, I'm I can't contain my excitement. Now, let me ask you this question. All right. Let's say, let's say you take the GIMP and you make changes to the GIMP and you're running the GIMP for yourself and you enjoy it and the only person that's running those changes are you. Do you have to give your changes back? Um, yes. No, you do oh. not. Unless you you take that copy of the GIMP that you're running and give it to somebody else, you do not have to give your changes back or provide access to your changes. If you're the only one running it, you're the only one that has the changes and you're the only one running it, you don't have to give back. Now, it would be beneficial if you did something really good with the GIMP to then go back to the GIMP developers and say, look what I did and show them what you did by providing them a patch 
or some you know additions to their software and then the GIMP community the team that works on the GIMP can say you know Paige you good you good we're gonna put this in the GIMP and it's in the next release in the GIMP and that's how free software is made by people collaborating and sharing you keep the changes to yourself so long as you keep what you've done to yourself and don't distribute it to anybody else got it mm-hmm get it yep good that's called free software Done. Free, as as in, they like to say free as in beer, not necessarily free as in cost. Do you know what the free and free software means? Um, you can do what you want with it? Yes. Uh. It's the four freedoms. Okay. It, it's software that you have access to view how it, the source code, to see how it's run, to make the changes, and to give those changes or give this, the program to anybody else. It's mm -hmm. basically those four freedoms. Now, you can go out and download applications off the web that are, quote, free as in cost, but you don't have the source code to. Um, that's not free software. Uh-huh. Libra software. Some people... Uh, some people say open, but that's not necessarily true because open has some other limitations to it, so therefore it's called free and open source software. And as we're talking about open, we might be rolling right into one of the topics that you are so hot to talk about. And what is that? Open office. Oh, uh, yeah, baby. So go ahead. I'll let you go. Take it away, Paige. Okay. Um. Well past couple of days, by a couple of days, I mean like three days, I um, was thinking about testing the open office applications like the formula, pro uh, presentation, spreadsheet, word processor, processor, stuff like that. Um, I didn't use, I didn't really look into the spreadsheet that much because I have nothing at all to use it for. And the formula one, I didn't understand quite well, but I've used the word pro processor for a while with my fan fictions, and the presentation one I kind of got. So, yeah. Um, the uh, word processor is basically just like any, uh, it's just like a basically writing thing, format, I don't know, what, what do you call it? A word processor. Yeah, it's a word processor. Thanks, Dad. It's like um, a typewriter on steroids. But you don't even know what a typewriter <laughs> is because you've never seen I it. I know what a typewriter is! God. Um, it, it's just, you just call it a word processor. I mean, that, oh. everybody's going to know what that is. Oh, okay, thank you. And the uh, presentation, I found out it was just kind of like the uh, PowerPoint stuff that they use at school. You basically use it for slideshows and stuff. Right? Yes, that's it's a good, it's, it's for doing presentations. Yeah. Oftentimes people do way more than they should in those, in, in press. Uh, or PowerPoint, but as you are. Go on. With what? That's all I have. Well, before we continue on with OpenOffice, it would be remiss 
on my part to not say to you in the very near future you're probably going to be moving away from open office why and going to Microsoft office right why uh, no I'm just kidding <laughs> you're um, so mean that was my heart stopped beating no um, because there's a better version of, of quote open office out there now and it's called LibreOffice you remember what, what do you I mean, remember oh. I got mad at you because, like, that's what I found on my, um, on, no, not on my, yes, on my computer, on my, um, account on your laptop before I had my own laptop, and I found that, and I was like, where did my open office go? Yeah, so, it, 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 it you don't have to worry, Paige, because this is the good thing. LibreOffice is a fork of open office. Do you know what a fork means? Um, a better version? Well, not necessarily. It's just a different version. And this is where we come in with um, free software, the ability to make changes to the software. Oh, okay. Okay, so uh, OpenOffice is is open source software. And, and some of it's under the GPL, if I'm not mistaken. And there's, other, I think, some other licenses. So in a nutshell, everybody in the world has access to OpenOffice, and everybody in the world has the ability to change it. Now, there is a group, the OpenOffice group, that controls kind of how the direction of OpenOffice. And the majority leader, if I'm not mistaken, and the owner of the code, the code owner, used to be a company called Sun Microsystems. And a lot of people were not happy with the way that it was going under the direction of Sun. They thought it was too slow, things weren't, you know, things weren't getting done. So, about a year ago, a little over a year ago, another company came along called Oracle and bought Sun Microsystems and became the owner of the OpenOffice code. Now, a lot of people um, didn't like, you know, what Oracle represents and some of the stuff Oracle has done, so that just further fueled the impetus to quote fork or branch off open office and go a different direction with it not necessarily a different direction but where a majority of the community a significant number of people felt hey if we we can do this better than it was being done under sun or oracle okay. and we're going to make it better and we're going to do it faster and we're going to make it more open and more collaborative with the community and that's what they did they did that and it's called LibreOffice. so essentially they took the open office that you know and love and they forked it with the hopes of making it a lot better and a lot of people think that it is a lot better and i use it and i like it a lot so going forward there's going to be a whole lot more functionality and flexibility in LibreOffice, which is why i say to you you're probably going to see that your system is going to have LibreOffice to the OpenOffice in the very near future. The reason why you don't have it now is because you're running Ubuntu um, Maverick and we never put in the PPA for it because it's not standard in the Ubuntu version you're running right now. Make uh -huh. sense to you? Yeah. Now, tell me, tell me about... Uh, I mean, we can talk about the word processor, but that's kind of bland. How yep. how does working in OpenOffice compare to how you work in Microsoft Office at school? What what are your opinions Ugh. between the two? Uh, give me the pros and cons. What 
give it be honest. Okay. Um well I like Open Office because all the applications and stuff like highlighting a word or changing the color or changing the font or changing the size, it's all right there at the top. Just like here I am, click on me. And with stuff at school usually I find I've got to search for something if I want it. Sometimes I don't, but sometimes I do, and it's extremely annoying, and I don't like that. Um, I don't like, I, I, uh, I think that the open, I mean the Microsoft, uh, whatever, I don't care what it's called, is very, um, plain. Open Office has a lot of details on the, uh, just like right there that you can pick through, but like the uh, Microsoft thingy, you've got to search for stuff if you want to use it. Like I just said, it's, um, it's kind of confusing. And I don't use it at home, so I don't know what to do. Um, I don't, something that I don't like about Open Office would be that it goes funny on me sometimes like I'm trying I'm doing a project or something for school and I've got to number something and sometimes when I'll go like hit enter to go to the next line uh, there'll be like uh, for some reason there'll be like a number already there and there'll be like small words that I didn't type already or there'll be a space for some reason or there'll be a big space that I can't like write anything in and I don't know what that's all about but then I end up having to go through like a bunch of little things to try and like fix that and like it ends up taking me a lot of time. Um, to tell you the truth, I wouldn't be able to compare them very well because I haven't used Microsoft very often. I've only used Microsoft Word or whatever it's called, like, or Microsoft Office, I don't know what it's called. Um, I've only used it like three or four times. Well, okay. Um, I when you experience that problem again that you're having with spacing and, and, and numbering and stuff like that, let me know. Because um, sometimes that can get a little kludgy in either Microsoft Word or any word processor with numbering and lists and stuff like that. And I can show you a few tricks to, to circumvent that or get around that uh, and how to manage that better. But um, have you had any problems doing your homework assignments in Microsoft, in uh, Open Office? Like compared to doing something in Microsoft Word or something? Or that, well, anyway, have you had any problems with getting your homework uh, assignments done and accepted in, in Open Office? Well, I had that one problem where your computer shut off on me, but it wasn't Open Office, and I lost everything. Okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> That happens from time to time, but I mean... And then Mommy redid my entire project for me. <laughs> so, uh. you, you, don't, you, don't usually, you don't have any problems um, being able to submit your work or anything like that? Um, so far, no, I've not had any problems, and I've got like four billion stories on the computer. <laughs> now, at school, they they're supposed to make computers and stuff a part of the curriculum. So I'm curious, uh, what what do you do on the computers at school? Oh my gosh. Well, 
one thing we do is, in science and stuff, we usually go to com the computer lab all the time. And I hate going to the com I don't like going to the computer lab because I don't like using... First off, uh, first off, I don't like using that whole entire system, the Microsoft or Windows or whatever the heck they use. I don't know. I don't like using it at all. I mean, I hate you going on Safari, and I wish they... Uh, you can't go on Firefox because it doesn't work right or something, and a lot of the computers have big issues with them. Anyway, and they, like, spent all their money on, like, redoing the roof, the tilings and stuff on the roofs when, like, it didn't even fix anything instead of, like, paying for something like better computers or something. But, um... Can I, can I, can I ask you a question? What? I don't want to interrupt you in your tirade, but, um, are you sure... You, you had said to me that you use the browser, you use Safari. Are you sure those aren't OS ten machines? They're not Apple machines? They are. So you don't use Windows at school. You use OS ten. No. Yeah, we use OS ten. Did I say we use Windows? Okay. I I kind of thought that maybe you did because you use Microsoft Office, right? But you use Microsoft Office on OS ten. I think so. So you don't like OS ten? I don't like either of them. Okay. Continue on. Okay, so anyway, <laughs> they, um, it's, uh, the computers are slow sometimes, and, like, basically we just go on, we usually just go on sites, and then, like, when we're done with our work on those sites, we just go on, like, Cool Math or something, but sometimes we gotta do, like, written stuff. We actually, we, I don't even think we've done any written stuff this year. I think all the projects and stuff have been at home, and we don't have any PowerPoints, because the only place we would have PowerPoints is in, like, Tech Ed or something, and I'm in all-year-round band. So, um, I haven't used the presentation thing either, but I don't like, but actually, I do kind of like the presentation thing, because it's all, like, right there and easy to use. Um, but I, uh... Presentation thing in what? At school? Yeah, the PowerPoint. Is it PowerPoint or is it Keynote? I think it's Keynote. Okay. It's different on some... Some computers use PowerPoint, some computers use Keynote. Some computers, like, power, uh, one of them doesn't work, and so, like, you got to use a certain one. It depends. Okay. Carry um, on. And... But some computers are really, really old, so they've got, like, a very old and, like, outdated version of, like, the PowerPoint or Keynote or whichever it is, I can't remember. And it's, like, extremely limited of what you can do and stuff. It's very boring. And, um... I don't like at all how the computers are. I don't like how they work. You had mentioned an application, a math application... Did I? You said that sometimes you go and you do some kind of, like, math application just a few minutes ago. I did? When you go what in and... Say? When you went in with, like, science or something? Or oh, oh, that wasn't an application. That was just a site. Okay, what's that called? Cool Math. And does that work under Linux? Is that the one you guys are always playing on the TV? Um... Sometimes we play it. I don't play it a lot anymore. I play it at school sometimes. It works with Linux, yeah. It works fine with Linux. Okay. Uh, you There's actually really nothing mathematical about it. <laughs> is that the one Avery plays all the time? At cool, is that a cool math? 
I think so. Okay. Yeah, it's actually pretty fun. <laughs> you get addicted to it. So um, at school... Oh, sorry, go on. No, no, I, I, I didn't have anything to say, actually. So at school, you guys, um, you use Safari or... Do you guys use Internet Explorer? Um, mainly we use Safari. I don't think we, no, we don't use Internet Explorer that much. I don't even know. We They might have the app on there. I don't think they have Internet Explorer on there. But they do have Safari, and I don't like using Safari. You don't like using Google Chrome either, do you? No, I do not. You just like Firefox. Yes, Firefox oh, and me have a special connection. Speaking of that, Firefox 4 is out. Cool. Da, 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 da. Maybe we should upgrade you to Firefox 4. Yeah, you can check and I can it out go brag to all my friends. D oh, tell me about I, you I were complaining about your friends. What, go ahead. Wait, what do you mean, what? You. What were you about to say? Okay, um, I actually did go around asking, and only two out of every friend I asked, only two people use Firefox. And one, and one of those two people use Linux. Who's that? Siobhan McKnight, she uses Linux, and um, she uses Firefox, and Iris uses Firefox. How is she using Linux? What do you mean? I mean, why, why is she... I'm just curious, I mean, where did she get Linux from? Uh, at home. What, what do you mean, where? But why is she... I, 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 because it's... Unless, like, in, in those cases, unless somebody's... Uh, parents or sibling, like brother or sister, older brother and sister uses Linux. There's generally a tendency that that most people have Windows or OS 10. I'm just curious how she came about using Linux. I think her parents use it. Is her mom or or dad into computers or technically oriented, or don't you know? Uh, I. Th I think she might have told me that one of her parents was into computers when I was telling about how you did the Linux Link Tech Show, but I can't exactly remember if that was her or not. Okay. No problem. Yeah. Interesting. Now remember, friends don't let friends use Internet Explorer. So You know what, I've tried, but my friends are, whenever I go and ask, whenever I go and say, you know what, you should use Firefox, because Internet Explorer is totally, you know what, you, you shouldn't, you just shouldn't use that. And then, and, but then they're always like, you know what, no, Internet Explorer is awesome, and then they all high five, and I'm like, you people sicken me. Yeah, well, <laughs> it might be a losing battle, and you have to let the, the, the chafe get cut by the scythe, you know what I'm saying? Not at all, but go on. Yes. Sometimes you lead a horse to water, but you have to make glue at them if they don't drink. Wow, that was so depressing. <laughs> <laughs> You're horrible. <laughs> okay, well, oh, Simba's looking at me from outside. Let's talk a second about open office draw. And let's, let's, let's think about going ahead towards the future uh, of an upcoming episode. Because i got some ideas in my mind for upcoming episode stuff that I, I would like to see you maybe try out. Um, 
Have you done anything at all with Open Office Draw? Um, when I was making the banner thing for LinuxInTheHouse.org, I kind of tried um, taking my saved file and putting it on Open Office, and then doing something with that. And I think I actually did succeed in something, but then it wouldn't save to a correct file type, so I couldn't save that or use it. Yeah, here's my impression of Open Office Draw. Um, I have found Open Office Draw, and it has kind of hooks into both the present, present, impress, the word processor, and the spreadsheet and stuff that you can do some stuff. And I have used the draw portions of Open Office Draw in creating tutorials and stuff. Uh, and manuals that I would print out for people at work, and uh, and that has been very handy and very useful to do, uh, convenient because it's all in, in one package right there that you can wrap it up. But I found Open Office Draw uh, a little cumbersome to use and not as as flexible as any of the other given applications that I yeah I would, that's what I found use. too. Like, if I wanted to manipulate photos, do some basic uh, rudimentary drawing and image creation, GIMP suits that better than draw. Uh, if I want to actually do real drawing and stuff, Inkscape or a vector-based drawing application fits the bill a little better than OpenOffice, and I think it's a little more flexible. If I want uh -huh. to do diagramming, um, creating network diagrams and stuff, um, again, Draw will do that, but I found an application like Dia or Kivio, I think it's called, on the K-Office suite, a little more robust in, in doing that. Um, but not to say that you can't all do all that stuff under OpenOffice. I just find that those applications provide a, a superior platform and tool set for doing those things to me. But anyway, mm -hmm. we did get an email, and I think I pass it on to you from Peter sixty four. Oh yeah. Our friend about down. The, uh, um, about the uh, link to the uh, gimping stuff. The gimp tutorials. Yes. Yeah. Um. Yes, he uh he sent us that link of thirty gimp tutorials, and I am going to copy and send to you. The challenge he posed to us. Uh, he did one of the tutorials, and he made a background. That's kind of fan. He made a background, and I'll put this in the show notes. And this was his his. He did. Uh, let me see if I can tell you what tutorial number it was, because he was talking about this before. Um, he did tutorial number nine, the glow effect, and he was making mm -hmm. a little wallpaper with his daughter on there. So check that out, and uh, check out that game stuff. And that's one of the things I want you to do um, for the next show, is try out like two of those tutorials, and, and let's see your results and your feedback. And maybe check out Open Office Draw. What do you say to that? Okay. 
But, uh, and, and I will do it too. I will check out one of the... I'll do that tutorial too, and we'll see what we come up with. Okay. Alright, so watch the tutorial. And watch any... I strongly recommend, if you, you really like to draw, right, check out those GIMP tutorials. Go to uh, heathenx.screencasters.org. He's got tons of tutorials on uh, GIMP and Inkscape and everything. You're going to love it, Paige. I'm telling you, you're going to love it. Okay, have okay. Have a good time. Have a good time. I have a feeling I'm going to love it now. Now. What else do you have now. to say, Paige? What else do you have to say? Um... To talk about anything? Um, I don't know. Not really. You done for the week? I, I guess. Y'all used up. Uh, here, here's. Let, let's see how this goes. This is a tentative homework assignment too. This is another homework assignment. This is an easy one because all you have to do is just watch something on TV, on Netflix. I'll, another homework assignment I want you to do is I want you to give a report and, and a review of the movie called Revolution OS. Okay? Hold on. That's on Netflix. It's in our instant streaming queue. So give it a look-see. Give it a watch. Revolution OS. Check it out. Give a review on it. See what you have to say. What you gotta say? Okay. What you gotta say? What you gotta say? That's enough. Well, you want another homework okay. assignment? What you gotta no. say? Or did you tell me that's enough? What you gotta say? Oh my gosh! What's your baby? <laughs> wow. Okay, so you got your work cut out for you. Maybe we'll get, and then we're gonna, we're gonna get you to get get on a, a LibreOffice soon. We'll we'll have you put in a PPA for that. But anyway, any other things you want to talk about? Um, stuff you want to say to our audience? I'm losing my game of solitaire. Hi. What? Well, uh, people have been asking the past week or a couple weeks, like, where's the next episode of Linux in the house? Where's the next episode of Linux in the house? And Paige has come to me a few times and said, let's put out an episode of Linux in the house. And I've come to her and say, did you do your homework yet? And she said no, because I've been too busy playing games with my friends and hogging up the PS3. Excuse me? And, I did uh, my homework like a week ago. No, two mm -hmm. weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Who's the lazy one now, son? And uh, just so people know, we're looking at doing this on a bi-weekly to a monthly basis. Maybe more if we get the urge and want to burn something out, especially if we get more feedback and Paige gets all excited. But uh, we got to get Paige motivated because all she wants to do is come home from school and play the PlayStation 3. <laughs> oh, that's me? Yeah, yes. sure. So... That's the bad news. And that's the truth. I would not lie to you people, good people out there. So. Yes, he would. He would totally lie to you. He lies to me. Paige, what's the website? What website? Our website. Oh, LinuxInTheHouse.org. What's the email address? 
I don't remember. Show at the Linux in the house dot org. Show at Linux in the house dot org. Tell your friends what listen. Are your friends listening? Um I don't know. You should get pass it out to your friends. Tell them Linux in the house dot org. It's the best. Why don't you just give me little handouts to give to them? Make them on the GIMP and I'll get them made up and you can hand them out. You should wow. make a sticker for us. We can get stickers made if you'd make the stickers. Okay. There's so much you can do, Paige. People are just waiting on you. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Next week. Next show. You got your homework cut out for you. Once you do two of those tutorials, one of them's going to be number nine. We're going to do that one together, see what we come up with, see how it compares to what Peter64 came up with. You're going to uh, mess around with OpenOffice Draw, see how you like it, and uh, also watch Revolution OS. Yep. And uh, we're going to hear more from you as time goes on. You're going to take over the show. Yay. Uh, any tips, tricks, or hints? that you've come across in the past couple of weeks? Need applications? Um, no, actually, I haven't been on my computer in such a long time. I've been so busy. You're lucky I'm on right now. I've got a benchmark tomorrow. Oh, you know what else you got to start working on? Uh, mm. The music software. Yeah, Checking that out more. I tried doing that, but my short attention span was not, like... Uh, it was just... Uh, <laughs> I'll try harder next time. Yeah, don't fail our audience. They're counting on you. But no, you know, I don't know how to, like, delete notes without having to delete the whole freaking line of measures. Hmm. It's, I don't know what to do. We'll have to look into that. Because I don't know what to do either. Sorry. Thanks. I failed you. You failed me. Are we going to watch anime tonight? We shall see. Possibly, quite possibly. Uh, let me, i got to read to Avery. People don't want to hear this. Say goodnight, Paige. Goodnight, Paige. Goodnight. That's the latter episode of Linux in the Howie House. Ow! Oh yeah! Linux in the house! Shizzle McNizzle! Daddy has a gun! Alright, so I guess we'll just roll right into it there, little page of rage. And we'll see where it takes us, alright? Okay. You're in control tonight. No, I don't have anything to, I don't know what to say! Stop putting all the responsibility on me! Calm down. All right, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one.